Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. Music of America podcast continues this week. We're in Kansas. We're going to kick things off in Emporia, a band called Multifaceted and Cody Faceted. After I talk to my bass players, bass players, the bag. It's a high quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship and a beautiful, sophisticated, very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available meant to last a lifetime, literally last a lifetime. They've got 30 years of experience in the leather industry. They're extremely proud to introduce one of the gig bags targeted to both the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. Yo, me. So our, the, the hope there is that you're going to love the bag as much as they do. The bag from Tony Vaughn Base Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, and welcome me back to Kansas. I spent many a year there in Kansas, so kind of cool. So, uh, Cody, Cody uh, Faceted is your stage name, right? The band is multifaceted. You're the front man, lead guitarist, lead singer, songwriter, or um, yeah, I kind of I kind of switch off just like with a a rhythm uh, lead type style. Um, right now, we've we've been uh, in the middle of auditions, actually, so um or a bass player i mean another guitar player rather yeah um we we've had like a little bit of some auditioners and whatnot and we're getting it down to to we're probably getting close to having our lead guitars what is that like i mean you're established band right yeah right you're established and all of a sudden you you lose a member and now you're gonna go and find somebody that can not only play your stuff but you guys got to get along. You just got to be a teammate, you know? How frustrating or how harrowing is that? Getting along is probably the the biggest part when you're, like, you, your band should be like a family. Like, if you can't stand someone, like, how do you expect the, the band to even stay together? Right, right. That's always number one. Uh, I mean, we, we get along great. Um, we're really chill people. I mean, so, like, you know, if the people around us are just chill good intentions and whatnot uh, that's basically that's you know what you want to look for it can be really frustrating and then there's times when it's really good it's just like you know every other aspect of life now do you get your leads from like craigslist or facebook or where where are you going to find someone to come audition for you uh well we've had we've had a few people audition from around uh I guess a, a good place we find people is Facebook. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of our, our main resources with our band is yeah. uh, basically everyone on, on Facebook. That's where we have our connections and our page and everything. I guess I got a little ahead of myself. We should introduce the rest of the band that's with you, Cody. So we got John on drums and mm-hmm. Brandon on bass. John, say hello. Hi, how's it going? And Brandon, say hello. Hey, I'm Brandon. What's up? Okay, that's it. They're done for the night. We're not going to have it. Back to us. <laughs> what is this, the Cody show? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did Cody facet or multifaceted, how did multifaceted come about? Did you guys go to school together? Did you hang out together? Did you meet each other at a club or what? You know, And you said, hey, let's do a project. John? Yeah, so the it started with me and and Cody. Um, we actually worked together at one of the. It was one of one of the first jobs that we both had uh, when we both came to Emporia. It was oh. a, a restaurant, actually. Uh-huh. Um, but that's how we met, um, and then we ended up being roommates because we just just by you know. Um, we just both happened to need a roommate and it just kind of worked out. We got along really good. We had a lot in common. We both liked playing music and we decided to start multifaceted. Um, then, um, so it started, it started with me and Cody, um, and it was just us for like a few years. We had, you know, we had one other person that was, that was 
that was in our band, but for a while that was helping us when we like when we first started doing shows. But you know, I mean, it ended up not working out. It's okay. Yeah. Um, then Brandon was had been helping us a lot. Um, like at the first couple of shows he came, he just, he was just really supportive. Um, he knew a lot of people like in the in the music scene. He introduced us to people. He came and like took pictures, helped us with photography, and oh, then that's cool. It turned out he you know ended up wanting to be our bassist and we're just really happy about he's that a, he's actually a drummer oh i really brandon i was gonna ask you so was that your background is bass your instrument or did you play guitar first or what um so i actually just well so i've been playing drums off and on for like the past like five years because uh-huh. my dad uh, my dad grew up playing music since like the early 80s and stuff and he's a drummer and uh you know, like father, like son, you, you want to follow in dad's footsteps. So I just thought I was like, man, I want to play drums, want to play drums. My hounded, hounded my dad to get me a drum kit. He finally did. Started playing on that a little bit. Then uh, last year, last November, actually, uh, they were looking for a bass player. Oh, wow. And that's another instrument that I wanted to get into. No, 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 kind of messed around on it and stuff. So I was like, hey. You guys need a bass player. You guys teach me your stuff, and I'll come play with you guys. So I've been with them actually. This November will be I'll be with the band for a whole year. Wow! Now, Cody, I, nobody likes to be uh, pigeonholed into a style, right? And it's really hard to define exactly what you are. And here's what I came up with today: you guys are Blinkin Park, okay? Because it's a little bit like. <laughs> Like Blink-182 meets Linkin Park with a little Fall Out Boy in the background there. What do you think? I absolutely fucking love it. That is, <laughs> is a great way to to describe it because I know I got a lot of inspiration from especially Linkin Park. Yeah. That was that was big on me growing up. Uh, Chester Bennington. And so... And then Blink One A Two, of course, Blink One A Two, some Fallout Boy, yeah, I listen to some Fallout Boy. Well, at first, up. I went with Fallout Boy, but the more I listened to your stuff, I said, no, it's more like Blink. I said, no, it's more like Lincoln Park. No, it's more like Lincoln Park. No, it's Blink. <laughs> no, so Fallout Boy kind of fell to the background, and it was a battle between Blink One Eighty Two and and Lincoln Park, and that's when I came to me today. I do this morning walk thing where I walk, you know, two to three miles, two to four miles, whatever, every day, and that's when I listen to your music because there's no interruptions, just me and my music, right? And that's what I came up with. Is it's like Blinken Park. I got to, I got to give it to him. <laughs> so I, like, I think that's hilarious. That is, that's I like. It. So that could be a subset. You guys could do a tribute to Blink and and Lincoln Park and call yourself Blinken Park. Blinken Park One Eighty Two. That's that's actually uh, I love that. Just start one song and uh, do half Link 182, and then the other half transitions into a Linkin Park song. Yeah, just do like a mix between the covers. There you go, and then throw some country just to really throw people off, right? (laughs) 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 Now we're gonna do a Chris Stapleton cover. No, no, no. (laughs) So, uh, Cody, do you write the music, or do you do you all write it together, or how does that come about? So I originally, when I met John, had been writing since I was 16. Uh-huh. And probably before that, but it was just, you know, all garbage at the beginning. But 16, and then I just had a bunch of material. Uh, I was working on guitar again. I'd, I'd stopped playing for a while. And I didn't have the most experience under me either. Yeah. But I was self, I'm self-taught only two years of choir in middle school. And I just, uh, I just, I, I had all this material. Yeah. So that's where we started was with our first album, What Once Was. So we, by, uh, by material, do you mean lyrics or do you mean um, lyrics with a melody or lyrics with a melody and a chord pattern and the whole bit, the leads and all that? Or So, so all the vocals were done. Okay. And then I I was still teaching myself guitar, but I mean I'm a fast learner, and I was writing parts that have altered over time. That as I've grown as a musician, that they changed into you know what the EP was. You know yeah. it wasn't always it wasn't always there at the beginning. It it evolved itself. 
So, so, so then, uh, John, when, when Cody comes to you and says, I got this tune, mm-hmm. this is going, what, how many years together now? Would you say four years? Six, oh, yes. six years. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Six so he, years. Come, <laughs> he, come, he comes to you and says, I've got this song. Can you do something with it? Do you already know where he's going or do you just kind of take what he's doing and create your own rhythm to put with it or maybe speed his up or slow his down? Do you have input in that or do you just follow the direction that he's already going with the song? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of like a lot of the uh, we, we work together very well. We're just uh-huh. always, I mean, even like before we had um, like before we had, you know, Brandon, mm-hmm. um, we were just always, always like a really good two man team. Um, but yeah, I definitely like if he can't like he would have a lot of times like he would have like the idea like he would have the guitar part like how he thinks it should go along with his vocals uh-huh. and then i like oh well you know that sounds good but maybe if you added this here and then we just kind of bounce back and bounce ideas back and forth a little and we'd end up with you know we'd end up with something even better than what we had before um yeah so uh brandon when when you hear their finished products then where do you go with that? Do you kind of follow the lead of where Cody's going or do you try and more lock in and percussion and try and come up with something that's going to work better with John that complements what Cody's doing? Or do you just uh, say the hell with it? I'm just going to play what I want. <laughs> sometimes it's a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll try and follow in Cody's uh, footsteps on what he's trying to play. And sometimes I'll try and go and, follow uh john's rhythm and stuff and then there's sometimes where i'm just like like you said i'm gonna try and do uh figure out what i can uh, unless they've got a better idea to help me out you know because yeah. i'm i'm still kind of learning how to play bass and stuff so it's got to be but, a struggle because you know you're the new guy right yeah. and these guys have been together for a few years so they've already got a feel and they've got a like a vibe of a song right yeah and then you want to go in and say, okay, guys, I want to help. But you're learning the instrument at the same time you're learning the songs. It's got to be yeah. tough. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, just like everybody else is going to tell you, the practice, practice, practice. Is, right. Oh, what did I, what was it I read the other day? That if you practice 10 minutes a day, just doing something, 10 minutes a day, whether it's, you know, running or working out with weights or playing bass or whatever, 10 minutes a day by the end of the year, You've got however many weeks already under your belt of of solid practice compared to people that don't practice at all. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of neat. So let's talk about apathetically healing. Cody, right? Yeah. So what's it about? So I moved here from Texas Uh about about that seven years ago before I met John. And, uh, I'd just been really done dirty in a terrible relationship. I'd been going through um, years of trauma. Believe it or not, between but between uh, like my brother, my brother and my ex were doing me dirty, and it was just like really hard to find a way out. There was a a lot of circumstances that you know I'm not going to go into or whatnot. Right. But I went through a lot and. Apathetically healing um, was something newer that I, I was working with about just how I was shutting off my emotions. But, you know, I did it for a few years just to to heal. Like, I didn't need to feel anything. I didn't. The fact that I was giving myself a break was the heal. And so I oh, just okay. kind of pathetic and I wasn't being, I'm a very caring person. I just shut a lot of that out to where I didn't go the extra mile for people. Just focus on me. Focus on uh-huh. me. And and it really it, it did help me heal. I'm you know, I was out of it there for a while, you know, I was pretty jacked up in the head, just just a little from it all. Yeah. Well, it, it came across as a very personal song. It definitely is. You know, uh it's tough to do that. It's tough to perform, it's tough to write that first of all and then share it with the world you know sharing it with the world's the fun part though oh, because yes. then you get emotional 
And it's like, so for me, that's fun getting just yeah. emotion and just doing my thing, like feeling one feeling. Well, that's an interesting take. That's cool. Now well, I got to uh, listen to it. I got to listen to the song a whole different way now. <laughs> like it's therapeutic. Well, I struggled a lot with depression. And my main thought was always if instead of killing yourself, why don't you go out and just shoot the biggest shots ever? I mean, if you're willing to throw your life away, you might as well be. What if I win? It's yeah. a lottery. Right? What happens if I win? What happens if I make it work? That's pretty cool outlook. It's pretty healthy, actually. So let's give the song a listen. This is uh, multifaceted, Cody faceted, and the song is called Apathetically Healing. My emotions died and I tried to keep a grip. I don't know why or when I let them slip. with Cody Faceted and Emporia, Kansas is with us today. The Music of America podcast kicks off the week in Kansas. River Ridge Farm, Vermont's recreation lover's dream is a gorgeous vacation riddle nestled in the green mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer, especially at this time of the year. All the leaves are changing. It's just gorgeous. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, pasture, a pond, tree-lined river frontage. Go and enjoy a beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State. Along with the multiple nearby ski mountain resorts, breweries, biking and hiking trails, and other tourist activities, this spot's unique, though, due to its multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. When you call or make your reservation, make sure you talk to Diana and ask about interacting with the pets. 
she's got pigs on the farm she's got cows on the farm and she lets you interact with them and makes makes the stay for the kids a, a total blast or if you prefer just do a farm stay in the comfortable modern farmhouse which sleeps 11 guests very comfortably there's enough space to throw events like retirement parties weddings or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful vermont landscape check them out river ridge farm they're on facebook or on airbnb you know it's kind of tricky because there are a lot of river ridge farms in this country so you have to search river ridge farms jeffersonville all right vermont's recreation lovers dream river ridge farms do you guys uh hang out and do stuff together too i mean two of you are roommates so i guess you have no choice right yeah uh, now we're we're all really good friends yeah before brandon joined the band like brandon's my boy yeah, yeah. I, I actually met cody over facebook during uh at the beginning of the pandemic actually and that's oh, when no everything yeah that's when all the uh venues and bars that's when they just stopped doing shows and stuff yeah and i had made a post on facebook and he randomly added me one day and i made a post on facebook i'm like man i'm i'm, I'm really itching for a show like covid's really taking a toll on like entertainment and stuff like that i'm like i want to see a show and uh he hit me up he's like hey i he sent me some of their stuff and uh they were doing a few uh actual free live shows like in front of like our auditorium or in the park or something like that yeah. and uh yeah. i'm just i've been great friends with them ever since so yeah brandon plugged us in he showed us where to go oh okay so emporia i'm in mean, Emporia state university so it's a college town right is there a good following a good support for your style of music there like a good crowd would be how many people i would say a good crowd right now like 40 40 would be good uh-huh um there we haven't had a lot of chances with emporia we had a place we, we played solace at the station here uh at a place that is now shut down they sold it to a casaramas and so we're looking at this possible new venue, mm -hmm. but we haven't had, we've had a couple of shows here, but every time we've had to go out of our way to make sure we had the place or, so we're still looking for just the main venue. We've been working really hard. It looks like there's one popping up 40 for right now. Once we have like three shows in a row, like just bringing different bands in like for a few months, we'd easily have like, a lot more people this time. Yeah. Yeah. So we I mean we have a lot of people that, that do follow us in the town. And my question, so, I guess, was who books the shows, who goes out and hustles and gets the the listings or the gigs or whatever? Or do you all kind of take turns doing that or what? That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be mostly Cody's work. I'm, we me and John do mo we but all three of us do we all take part in like promoting and stuff. If right. it's a, if it's a one person job, it's a one person job. You know, what I mean, like if like I go out and I I communicate a lot, so uh -huh. I'm just like good with this, we good with that, and blah. And then they they just help promote and do all their own little stuff with it. Mm -hmm. I, I would love someone. I would love like a professional, but like I haven't met anyone that like is free to do that. That like I would trust with it that's very important as a band like anyone right. that's managing at all especially outside of the band you have to be very selective with that yeah i was in a in a band in st louis for a while and and there were all these promoters and i'm saying that with air quotes promoters and there were basically guys that wanted to see how successful you would be and they'd get you a job at a fraction of what you would charge and then they'd take 20 or 30 percent <laughs> like sorry no i'll do that myself and i'll get all of the money in you know, and not a fraction of it. And, uh, and the, we, we, we latched in with one guy one time and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, he it was like a snake oil salesman. You just gotta, like you said, Cody, you just gotta watch out for these guys. Cause they'll, they'll rob you blind, you know, we do fine as is, yeah. um, you know, if we find someone that can take that position and alleviate, you know, half of what I'm doing, like that'd be perfect. Yeah. But, 
Are you limited to Emporia? Do you play outside? Do you go to Kansas City? Do you go to Olathe? Do you go down to Wichita? Where do you guys go? We we play all over Kansas City. We even hit a Norman Music Festival. Down in Oklahoma. Down in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. That was a lot of fun. The drive was kind of like, eh. (laughs) It was a good good show. Yeah. It It was, was, oh, yeah. It was great, too. One of my old bosses invited us down there. He moved down there and he was like, you can stay here in our place. All of you stay here. It's a great place. He worked at the the place that was hosting our show because they were, and, just hooked us up. We went down there, had a great time, got to party a little bit, got uh-huh. to play an awesome festival. We we play all around Kansas. Majority of the time, you'll you'll find us like in Wichita or in the Pittsburgh area towards uh-huh. the SEK. We haven't really we haven't really reached out like West Side or like Western Kansas or anything just yet. But right now we're working on it. We played a show in Missouri not too long ago too. Uh, Bush Ranger Records was where we played at there which is an awesome free uh free place so you you just go and you you jam they're really easy about it the easiest booking i think i'd ever done was probably with bush ranger records wow and where are they where where are they located uh uh missouri kansas kansas city no kansas Kansas. city missouri I'm all tongue-tied over here. That's right. I'm not. I'm from Texas. I'm not good with all the. I have to Google everything. It, that it, I it, and it gets worse because there's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's even more fun. You get a little further south, and there's Arkansas City, and the Arkansas <laughs> River. But if you go over a little bit further east and south, you're in Arkansas. <laughs> I always got a kick out of that. Back, I was working on radio, and it's I, I, I called it the Arkansas River, and my boss came and shut my mic off. He goes, "Get it right or get out of here." I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, wait, the, is it Arkansas or is it Arkansas? <laughs> it's everybody's Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Next song we're gonna listen to. I gotta say, it's a click like quality. I didn't know there were many words that ended in i t y until I heard this song, man. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty creative stuff. Is that was that the goal, or did it just kind of roll out that way? So originally, the thought process behind the song was inspired by my favorite book series, <laughs> the Ugly series by Scott Westerfield. Okay, and it was it's a it's a young adult dystopian type book. Uh huh. And in the second book, they end up kind of like in clicks and. I got like so much, so much inspiration from it that after like kind of going through the traumatic shit and just being betrayed from people, like the way I was constantly betrayed, um, it just came out. It came out that certain way. Like my, my fa- my own family isn't family sometimes, but you know what? I can pick my homies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot with uh, musicians, believe it or not. And I think maybe that's where some of that creativity comes from. It comes from that anxiety and that that tension of things that aren't uh, leave it to Beaver, you know, uh, kind of life. The when it, what, what's the all Americana kind of, you know, mom stays at home, raises the kids, dad comes home from work, you know, car in every driveway, kitchen or chicken in every pot, kind of thing, right. you know. And it's interesting how how that manifests in music, and again, it's like for, I guess it's an anxiety or whatever the the tension that exists in that house, and a way of getting that out through your music. Pretty cool. You're able to do that. I I can't. You know, I could do this. <laughs> I can come up with cute names like like Blinkin Park. You know, <laughs> I love Blinkin Park. <laughs> I'll be watching out for an album on that later, but uh, right now let's get into your next song though. This is click like quality.
Music of America podcast continues with our guest today, multifaceted from Emporia. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, and we're going to get back with Cody and John and Brandon after we talk about an amplifier. We've all done this. Find that perfect tone. You know, you're working on it all night. You got your volume. Everything is set just right. And the club owner comes up and says, "Uh, you know, guys are a little loud. Can you turn it down? You know, or something like that. So you have to change that, which you spend all evening trying to achieve that tone, you know, that that tone where you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi by Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage plexi circuit. The Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel. It has digital reverb, a tube buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than the plexi does, but at volumes ranging from a whisper all the way to concert-level volumes, and it's designed to be played at those lower volumes. You know, so it's uh, two channels, each with their own gain, master volume control, but they share the EQ. So you can have that tone at a low volume and still have that tone. It's just amazing how he put that whole thing together. Check out Bill Landry at Landry Amps. He's got a YouTube channel where you can see every one of his amps, or you can go through his website at LandryAmps.com. I love that part because it gets me talking about equipment. So, uh, Let's go around the room. I guess we'll start with you, Cody. What do you play? What's your rig look like? What do you play? What's your guitar? What's your amp? Oh, so my guitar is a Michelle. And uh, she's a beauty. I play a blue one. Uh-huh. That's all. It's solid blue. Blue is one of my favorite colors. So gotcha. I play that. I do vocals. I think we use like the, the 58s. <laughs> Uh-huh. But I mean, other and my pen because you know writing the lyrics. <laughs> oh right, your pen. That's right, Brandon. What do you play? What do you use? What you um, I, I play a, uh, a four-string uh, Kataxan, uh bass guitar with a. Uh, I'm not sh- exactly sure on the dimensions of it, but it's a decent-sized crate amp with uh-huh. a distortion switch on it. Yeah. Is that uh is that the fifty? Is that that uh, BX fifty or something? PW fifty. Yeah, it's a uh, one fifty. A one fifty. Okay, so it's pretty potent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I need picked that it up in the shop. I had a, a small little RSB amp. I think it was a little bass amp I picked up out of a trailer my buddy was cleaning out. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Before I got my amp, I gave it to Cody for his birthday last year. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's he he plays a little bit of bass on the side too, which I mean they both been teaching me. So right, right. Uh, it kind of kind of started like crudding out and stuff. So I ended up just slightly trying to upgrade a little bit. You know, are you do you uh, do you see yourself playing a five string someday? Someday. Uh, so one of my uh, uh, inspirations for uh, bass guitar is uh, I'm a huge Slipknot fan. Oh. And uh, Paul Gray is one of my idols. And uh, I, I was actually trying to learn some uh, Slipknot songs, but I guess they're all on five string. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 if I want to learn Slipknot, I guess you could say I see myself playing a five string one day. I had a guy on here that played a seven string bass. I've never heard of a seven string bass in my life. He's got more strings on his bass than I have on my 
on all my guitars practically except my 12 strings you know <laughs> what about you john what's your what's your drum kit what do you play um so my drum kit i've had it for a long time so i kind of took like the best the best pieces yeah. of different drum kits and put them all together so you get, most... Frank, you get a frankenstein <laughs> yeah frank it's kind of like a frankenstein yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, most of my most of my drum set is Pulse brand. Uh, cymbals are are all Sabian. Um, my two crash cymbals are Sabian. My hi hats are Sabian. I have a Sabian ride cymbal. I have a Zildjian China cymbal, and then you know I've got my two mounted toms. That's the word I was mounted toms. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Okay, I got so I've got those, and I've got. You know, two floor toms and a double bass pedal. Okay, yeah, you like uh, your style. You, it just requires a double bass pedal, right? Ah, I mean, uh, yeah, yes. It's just it's it's the style Very... of your music. And uh, where do you guys practice? Where do you record? Um, so we have two different places where where we practice, but most of the most of the time, um, most of the time we practice at uh, mine and Cody's house. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, right, right where you're at, actually. Yeah, you're you're in in the practice studio. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. So, wel welcome everyone. Yeah. <laughs> do you record in town, or do you record? Do you go? Do you go to Wichita? So we, you go to Kansas City? Where you go? We we actually do have somewhere in town. Yeah. For even though there's a lack of bands, we do have an amazing uh, producer and company. So we go through misleading studios. Yeah. Right and in town. It's affordable. Um, Sage Sage Rye is who runs it, uh -huh. and he's he just excellent to work with. He'll if you get if you get a little stumped in the recording process here or there, he's he's there to walk you through different things or bounce ideas with you. To sit there like, hey, if you can't have that, how about we try this? That's what makes your sound so good though if you've got a bad producer you may as well hang it up right you know yeah and you get somebody that works with it's almost like having another member in the band you know if your producer like you walk off a cliff you're in trouble <laughs> so the last song we're going to listen to is called false accusation i'm certain to get a sort of a theme here you know <laughs> yeah uh this song actually was the first song i ever wrote oh no kidding when you were what in sixth grade was that what you said started right when you uh, were six? I was 16 16 okay well, i knew and there was a six in there <laughs> I'd, I'd been writing for a few years but nothing that i just liked that that kept nothing that in that whole song either and i actually got framed for credit card theft had to go through a bunch of bullshit to clear Whoa. my name from from my ex-girlfriend when i was helping him move out and it was wild it was like the craziest thing. I had to like go talk to police. I had to do all this this shit to clear my name. That's crazy. They like, they like set me up. And so like I was doing dishes one day after that. And the melody just came in and the words started coming in. Stopped right on the spot from doing dishes. Went and grabbed my notebook. Wrote the lyrics down. And it just evolved over time into what we have now on that recording. So you were 16 and now you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. And so you revisited that song. How many times did you revisit that song, this song, uh, False Accusation, before you came up with what you were called your finished project, product? I'd say because you always make small tweaks here and there, yeah. but I'd say there was like three visits to where I was like, I need a big change here. I have huh. a better idea here that actually stuck with me and made it to the finished process. I, I cite this a lot because I'm just so intrigued by the songwriting process and envious at the same time. But uh, the song Yesterday by the Beatles was originally called Scrambled Eggs. Did you know that? No, I didn't. He had this melody and he was with John. He's like, I, I've just got the John says, just, just sing some words, just something. Sing some words like scrambled eggs. Oh, my gosh, you've got such sexy legs. And that's how he put a rhythmic pattern of lyrics to the melody. And then he changed the words from there. 
and I was watching a uh, Get Back on Disney the other day. It's the, uh, the recording of or the movie of the Beatles. Yeah, that documentary. I don't know if you saw it or not. And uh, they were trying to write something, and and John says, "Well, just say pomegranate then. If you don't know, just stick pomegranate in there." And another song there, uh, uh, Paul's playing a song. And he looks around. And he's just singing lyrics. And he sees the name of a magazine, so he reads the name of the magazine. He sees a headline in the newspaper. He reads that, just to have words to say to go with the melody that he's singing. I think that's so clever. It that something that big, like something or yesterday, starts as something. That needs tweaking too. And now it evolved. And like you said, it evolved and evolved. You did a little tweaking here and there. And now you've got a pretty good song. I appreciate it, man. There was a there was a lot put into it, not even just through me, but like with John when I first brought it to him and Brandon just coming in with his fucking just fierceness, like coming, yeah. he relates, he gets it, he's sitting there for it. Like so I appreciate that. It's, That's cool. I don't think any one song like gets written in an exact course of another song. There's always a different thought process that led you to there. I've got a guest that I had a few months, well, a few weeks ago, and it, she says if she can't write it in 15 minutes, she's done. She sits down. It might have been 30 minutes, but she sits down and she starts to write. If it doesn't come to her in that 15 or 30 minute time frame, she'll just walk away with it. Say, I'm done. Can't do it. This isn't the song. And that's something. But then when she does write, she can get it done in 15 to 30 minutes. It just blows me away. I, uh, I you songwriters, you all blow me away. <laughs> I, I practice by doing like freestyles every once in a while. I'll just yeah. put on a, a rock beat that I'm not familiar with. And I'll just, I'll, I'll rock with it. And sometimes, sometimes a, a song does come together in five minutes. Like no problem. And sometimes I'll get the idea, get a piece, and I'll come back to it like a month later. Well, we're going to listen to your oldest song ever, okay? <laughs> the band is multifaceted. It's Cody Faceted with John and Brandon with us today from Emporia. And this is the last song we're going to hear from them called False Accusation.
False accusation with multifaceted from Emporia, Kansas, guys. This is the last segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. And uh, let's just go around the room and everybody say something. We'll start with you, Brandon, because you've had the least amount to say here tonight, I think. Uh, where uh, where can we find your music? How about we'll start with that? Uh, you, you can find us on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and... Uh, YouTube as well. Pretty much all the streaming platforms. You do Bandcamp, you do all that stuff, Reverb Nation. Um, I don't are we actually I don't think we're on Reverb Nation. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We are on Facebook though. Yeah. A lot of people are on Facebook and stuff, but we are on Facebook. So we and, we and actually... that's and that's where we do a lot of our promotions and stuff. We also have a TikTok. I've got that uh we also do a little bit of promotion on too as well and stuff but we are on instagram as well too and we are on facebook i think youtube is the most interesting one because oh yeah we have two we have one that's specifically right for our our album the the one you've been listening to Uh we have a separate one from that that is just all of our live videos that we we post for people to watch that's clever. That's real clever. And they're they're both multifaceted mm-hmm. labeled, or how do I find them? Yeah. Yeah. You type um, in multifaceted. Typically, if you type in what once was, which is the album. Okay. Multifaceted, what once was, it'll bring up the entire album. But then <laughs> if you uh if you type in, let's say, multifaceted false accusations, then it's going to probably bring you up to our live stuff before yeah, it true. even do. But they'll both come up. Okay, John, it's on you. What shows you got coming up? Yeah, so we are playing, we have a show in, we have a show in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. And, I'm sorry, what date was that show? So October? We, we have a show October 21st. Yeah. That is in Lawrence. It's called the Lawrence Metal Massacre Halloween Bash. How it's fun. Going be, it's going to be us, 11 other bands, entire day festival. Come out to the bottleneck. At, uh, come out to the bottleneck in Lawrence and come get spooky with us. How long does a set run for something like that? Do you guys do an hour? Do you do 50 minutes? What do you? It depends. It depends on time management. Like it can be anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes to, huh. to an hour. Festivals typically are a tight ship, so yeah. with a festival, you'll most likely end up with either 30 minutes or 45 minutes with time to set up. Guys, this is great. Anything else you want to say about uh, where we can find you, how we can help support Multifaceted? Cody? So Facebook is our go- going to be like the best place to get a hold of us, but yeah. Multifaceted official, all one word, at Gmail is our email for you to get a hold of us. We also have CDs, and we have the EP. We also have wristbands in two different colors, blue and red. Cool. And I if mean, you get all those, they can get all the merch through you through Facebook? If if you get a, uh, get to us with Facebook, yeah, we can yeah. send it. But, I mean, the best place to get it is at a show. There you go. Got to support the art. Not only do you get our merch, but you get a little piece of our uh, of us live too. So there you go, great pitch, great line, guys. Thank you. It was a lot of fun meeting you. And uh, if I ever get out to Emporia, Kansas, I got I got friends all over the state. I just got to get out to see them. And now that I'm retired, who knows? One of these days, we just might make it out there. I'd love to catch a show. You know, it'd be cool. Thank you so much for having us on, man. Yeah, it's all right. Well, we've been listening to Multifaceted. The Music of America podcast continues tomorrow. We're going to be in Wichita and a woman named Just Tory. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.